Hey, Purpose Finders. Really excited here to get today's episode underway. I'm not going to give a, a bunch of background because you're going to hear it coming up pretty soon. But what I want to let you all know and something that I'm really excited about is the fact that we are up on all platforms. All right. So Apple Music, Anchor, Spotify, etc. We got everything up. So what I want you all to do. All right. If you're listening, I want you to go on whatever platform you're on. If you can like it, like it. If you can subscribe, subscribe. If you can leave feedback, please leave comments, feedback, etc so that I can know areas that I can improve on and just hear from the listener things that you may want to have on for future episodes. That way I can go about finding those guests or just talking about those topics myself because I'm really interested in being able to satisfy you as the listener. Uh, As always, I really appreciate your all's time. And another super, super cool surprise is the fact that we have the YouTube channel up and running. All right. We got the new intro in. We got the we got the updated backgrounds the boy figured out how to use adobe premiere and it has been awesome all right so really be cool if you can go on on youtube check out the videos uh leave some comments like it subscribe etc all that cool stuff you hear on any other youtube person's thing except i mean i think i'm cooler because i'm me (laughs) but anyways purpose finders uh really appreciate you all up to this point uh, listening, uh, giving feedback from those who have texted me, etc. And just thank you for your time, man. That's that's one thing that you never get back. And that's something that I'm always going to be grateful for, for you all taking the time out of your day to learn something new, to, to listen to something that's interesting and intriguing and something that I'm just really passionate about. So with that being said, all right, we can get this intro music started and let's get this episode underway. So what's up, everybody? It's Archie Lewis again, and we are here with episode three of the Discovering Purpose podcast. Uh, my guest today, as you can see, his name's Alex over here. If you're not actually tuning in on video, on audio, his name's Alex, a uh, real close friend of mine, known him from way, way back in the day. And we're just going to go about just talking back and forth, uh, hearing his story, his journey, et cetera, how he figured out his purpose, uh, hitting on a bunch of topics, and it's just going to be a good time. So with that being said, what's up, Alex? How you doing? I'm good, man. How you been? How you been? Dude, I've been out here chilling, man. Life's been good. Life's been good, dude. That's back. That's back. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, as you know, if you probably heard an episode or two, I'm always going to start off uh, the podcast with this question. And it's going to start off with, what does purpose mean to you? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I looked over the, like I mentioned to you earlier, I did look over some of the uh, cues that you were going to prep me with. And this was one of those where absolutely that's the whole purpose behind this um purpose but for me it's something that's constantly changing right so it's like i, I remember seeing a, a ted talk a while back where this lady was talking about how uh, action breeds passion yeah right so really for me like since purpose is something that's constantly changing it's really you can't you can't really like say for me like oh down the road you know i i i want to i want to help people all the time, you know, or maybe in the in the future, it's like, oh, I want to inspire, you know, my family or 
maybe it's like in the future, it's like my purpose is just to live, you know, it's constantly yeah. something that's changing. So for me, it's self-actualization. Does that make oh. sense? So purpose is my purpose is just self-actualization. Um, and to kind of quantify that, I guess, is just yeah. doing something every day that will help you sleep. At okay. Night, right. So every, you got to take everything one day at a time. At the okay. End of the day. I liked it. Yeah. That's actually pretty dope. Okay. <laughs> so like when you're talking about that whole aspect of self-actualization and this like your journey up to this point, because I mean, I know you, you got your degree in a specific area, specific field, and I'll let you hit on that as well. But how'd you go about finding that self-actualization from, I mean, from graduating from your undergrad till, till now, like what has that journey, what has that process been like for you? Well, it's constantly exploring new things, right? Mm-hmm. And, and realizing, at least for me, I was never the I was never the kid that was like, oh, I, I know I'm going to, we both play football, right? I, I was never the kid like, I'm going to play football for the rest of my life or yeah. I'm going to uh, sing choir for the rest of my life, right? It was always, I always wanted to explore new passions. Um, and the downside of being a jack of all trades is, you know, you, you, you're constantly starting over, constantly doing something new. Yeah. Um, and you kind of get in a, you get in a little bit of a rut with that, right? You constantly think, okay, okay, I'm not, uh, I'm not getting better in this, you know, because you, every, we all hit that plateau when we're getting better in some kind of skill, whatever it is. Right. So, um, you, you realize that you, you can't define yourself by that specific thing yeah. you know, that you're doing. Um, whether it's football, like I'm not just a football player or I'm not just a, uh, a brother or, you know, that all those things are external. Yeah. So when you think about that, you, you say what is left, right? And you start peeling back that, that onion of what you are a person and you realize, okay, there's it's a little bit of a void there, right? Yeah. And so telling yourself that, that that void is there and trying to fill that with just saying, okay, this is me, this is self. Yeah. You know, you, I, I just personally, I come to the conclusion of, okay, I'm constantly trying to actualize that or create that self. You okay. Know? So, huh. so it's like a constant development, constant, constant development thing. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for those of you who don't know, me and Alex played uh, high school football together at Rancho yeah. Cucamonga High School. Go Cougars. Fun time over there. <laughs> fun time over there. Life. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fun few life. years, man. It was fun. We had a good time. Yeah, yeah. We had a good time. We had a good time. Absolutely. Those two days. <laughs> yeah. I don't miss none of that stuff, Workout, dude. So. <laughs> so I don't miss none of that stuff. Yeah, I, I take it back. You know what? But it's, it's like you don't want to – I don't regret anything. You know what I mean? You don't want to ever yeah. like uh, – if there's always something else you could have done yeah. at the end of the day, you know? So, and this is what brought us here today. You Not know? for sure. So definitely wouldn't regret any, any, any kind of decision like that for sure. Yeah. So like, I want to hear a little bit more about your education background and how you went about either using it or figuring out that like, maybe this wasn't what I wanted to do and jumped into something that was, that was more just, it's more efficient and like better for you. Mm. Okay. So I did get my degree in psychology. Okay. Uh, I I originally went to school to study kinesiology. Yeah. Uh, But like, I would imagine 
a bunch of other people, you know, I was studying that because it was like, okay, well, what else is there to do? I don't, I'm not really exploring myself, you know, and yeah. mom and dad say, I got to go to college. So I guess I'm, I'm going to do this. Right. They tell me like, I, I, I know I like sports. So kinesiology, yeah. I guess so. Right. Yeah. Um, but I was also doing psychology classes as a minor in the background mm-hmm. for a while. And I was, I was one of those college students where I, I, I didn't want to follow like, like that set path. I was constantly taking a different class in a completely new field. So I remember my first year, um, I took like a music class and then I took a music class here and then I took like a, um, I think like a swimming class there, you know what I'm saying? And then eventually I stumbled on like computer science and, and uh, yoga as well, but I always stuck to that. So back to my minor in psychology, I always kind of stuck to those classes because uh, I mean, I enjoyed them, you know, and I was yeah. noticed I was doing uh, more of the classes in in that field compared to my kinesiology degree um and i was getting better grades than them you know so that's always a plus you know what i'm saying so <laughs> i was like I, I know i need to pass so so i was taking the classes and i was like oh man like some of the concepts they're talking about in here are, are pretty dope you know i took some classes on learning and motivation uh i took some classes on uh, perception right Sweet. on on family family and marriage therapy just a yeah. bunch of different classes like that and it's like a running joke in the psychology department, at least uh, from what I heard is uh, it's like psychologists, like people who study psychology are really ju- are the ones that need the therapy the most. <laughs> you know so I was, it's kind of like a self back to the self-actualization, a self-learning process at the same yeah. time. Um, so I ended up studying psychology uh, and um, so in my last year, my senior year, I did take the computer science class towards the end yeah um i realized i i loved that as well uh but it was kind of too late like i was at, i was at a point where i took so many classes like they were gonna kick me out if i took anything, <laughs> anything else right so i was yeah. like okay i'll rediscover this later down the road in my life yeah. but i also took a yoga class and that yoga class was i took it with my mom on top of that it was a really enjoyable time hmm. and it was a a very very safe space that this person set up for me yeah um yeah she she my my yoga instructor oh man it's been so long I can't even think of her name right now i'm so sorry apologies if you listen <laughs> to this <laughs> but um yeah that 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 yoga class was something that definitely combined you know my love for kinesiology and movement yeah but also um uh like creating a safe space for for people to be able to just relax yeah you know, I, I remember it took it during summer and um that that class like during the summer i remember going in and nothing else really mattered you know in that in that time in that hour yeah right when you when i'm thinking about oh i need to do this or i'm I was in a relationship that was a little toxic at the time and thinking about that or whatever it is right i was just all that just went away and yeah. I, it was it was very very interesting how um such like something so simple could could make everything that's so complex just completely just blank out right and yeah um i thought about kind of pursuing it further i wasn't thinking about actually making it like a, a career or anything like that um at the time sorry if you hear the loud noise it was loud in my house uh, good. but a dude <laughs> a dude came by 
uh, our studio at, at school. Um, his name was James Woods. He ran a program called Feel Free to Feel Free. Mm-hmm. It's a, a youth organization. They, they work with um, underserved youth in, in communities of need um, and actually go to schools and, and try to promote health and wellness within the classrooms, teach yoga and everything like that. Okay. Excuse me. So um, he came by our, our yoga studio and was like, hey, if anybody wants to volunteer and do this, blah, 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 you know, hit me up. I hear my flyer. I remember the day I told him, I was like, you know what? I'm busy with a 15-page essay and trying to get through this last year, but I'm going I'm to talk to you after, after all this, right? Yeah. Um, and at the time, this is why I say, like, it's constantly changing because at the time I was thinking that I was going to do, like, computational neuroscience in grad school or something that's deep. like that right Yo, that's, so, that sound like a lot of like yeah a lot yeah because i figured reading. like i was getting into computer science and i enjoyed yeah. the i did i got a's in my statistics classes so yeah. i was like okay it might it might be a good segue yeah and i remember my yoga instructor saying like okay yeah i guess you know because <laughs> you can see in me it's like we we have this we have this like um um like desire to fit a certain role right yeah like we we have Dude. this we have go ahead <laughs> no like i i agree with like that that desire to fit within a certain role and i feel like i don't know how to describe it but i feel like i don't know if that's like programmed from other people telling us where we should fit oh dude or or what because i mean <laughs> dude i'm just looking through like my life and thinking back at people who told me that I should fit into this or I should do this or I should be doing that. Right. Like when, when I got done with, or before I even started like my whole thing for graduate school, all right. People are like, yo, like, why don't you get into this, 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 like getting job offers or like having jobs and sales to where they're like, yo, you could be making like 80 G's a year, bro. Like everything should be straight. And you'd say that to other people and they're just like, yo, just go chase that money, bro. Like you got it. Like it doesn't even matter. Like, that's what you're supposed to do if they're offering you this money. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Right. And I'm glad I didn't, but uh-huh. it's just the it's just the fact that like people tell you how things are supposed to go for you. And the thing is, if you're not if you don't have that self-awareness to where you could look at your own life and be like, hey, this ain't gonna make me happy. Right. So what what now? Two, two, two comments on that. One thing I'll just say, I don't know if this is the PG-13. Uh, no, you can, you can use your words. Use right, big so boy social, words. Social construction is a bitch. I'm telling all <laughs> y'all that. You don't want, we don't want that, okay? But it's, it's, it's inevitable. We live yeah. with it. That's number one. Number two, um, the, worst question I, the, the worst question I get asked, and we always ask this question. It's, it's understandable, but, mm-hmm. oh, so what do you do? The cocktail party question, right? Yeah. And you're expected to, oh, you know, when I was working at Amazon, you know, that was like a defeating question. It was like, oh, you know, you know, I'm working at Amazon and, yeah. you know, I, I work in a warehouse. And by the way, I worked in a warehouse and it's like, we, we why do we put the, these expectations on folks to do these grandiose idea things? Yeah. Everyone ain't about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so my yoga instructor, back to that, you know, I told her, oh, I'm gonna go to grad school do computational neuroscience and yeah. which would be cool if that was really something I wanted to do. Yeah. But it sounds prestigious. And I recognize that in myself. And it was like, do I really want to pursue that that hard? You know, yeah. and she recognized that. So after I graduated, the stereotypical story of the, the college student um, 
didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. You know, I, yeah. I got out, I got out with my psychology degree. Thank goodness. And I, I love the fact that I did that uh, with a great experience, but I mean, I, I grad school wasn't really something that was on my brain. Yeah. Um, it still isn't for my own philosophical reasons with the two, not philosophical, but you know what I'm saying? Like financial yeah. reasons and yeah. how I feel about it. Um, and, and, but yeah, grad, so grad school wasn't, wasn't on, on, on my mind. So I ended up actually getting a job working, uh, which by the way, if you, if anybody with a psychology degree knows, like, if you want to get like a, a clinical counseling job or something like that, you do need that like master's degree or that upper grad yeah. degree. Right. Um, so I got what I, I could, I ended up working on applied behavioral analysis for a little bit. And that was a very, very humbling experience. I, I worked with uh, special needs uh, community um and pretty much my job was just to it was for central center for behavioral sciences i think they're they merged with a different company i don't know the name yeah um and it was very humbling because you know you deal with you deal with communities at risk that truly can't speak sometimes you know you have you have very very people with very very severe autism um that are nonverbal, and you need to be able to connect with them in some way to make sure that they get the lessons done so they can progress further in their lives. Right. Yeah. Um, and it was a mobile, it was a mobile position and I stayed with it for three, three, four, five months. Um, yeah. it was pretty taxing. It was a little taxing just if you imagine the, the weight of what we're doing, but on the side of that, I hit up that yoga dude. Okay. They actually call him that yoga dude. You can look at the website and J AKA James Woods. And, uh, it was definitely, I didn't never taught a yoga class. That was probably, that was my back in, in, in college, my senior in college, that was like the first official yoga class I took. Yeah. Um, but I knew it was something, it was just a safe space, something I wanted to do. Right. So I actually attended, I, I volunteering, I attended the classes that uh, he was teaching to the kids. So I mm -hmm. would go to the kids' schools to like, I guess, shadow him. Yeah. Time being. Um, and he was, it was, he was been doing that for like four or five years, probably longer. Um, so he, you know, he had plenty of experience. He got his, his degree in psychology too. And he had plenty of experience working with these, this, these, these communities. Right. Um, so I would just kind of shadow him, watch, watch what he did on his regular day, as far as like how he interacts with the kids, how, how he presents himself right because it's a it's a small it's like a small kind of startup thing still right so it wasn't like he had um all this recognition already he had to give presentations to sell his his point to people right yeah um but he had a very very solid base in himself you could see that in in a person right mm -hmm. you, you just see how people react to the world around them like yeah he had that um so i stuck around and then sure enough over time um started getting enough traction and he needed some help. I don't have yoga credentials or anything, but I was like, Hey, you know, I can provide what you're, what you're giving people, which is it's yoga, but it's more than that. It's that safe space. I could do that yeah. for people, you know, if you need some help. So he started sending me to some of his other sites volunteering first, it was all kind of volunteering. And then he ended up getting enough traction to be able to actually give a little bit of compensation for it. Hmm. So I ended up actually teaching yoga without any credentials to underprivileged youth. And that was, that's been incredible experience uh up until we're in COVID times people so <laughs> <laughs> as you can imagine school started saying well we got to shut down which is yeah. understandable so i was actually working um 
by so fast forward two years now i graduated in 2018 um i've been working in uh in feel free to feel free for the past two years just in attending uh meditation classes as well so just to kind of mm. keep myself up to date with that space um and, and what i can offer to to the students um but we also taught teachers mm. they also had me go to you'd be surprised teachers are like we need this more than them <laughs> no i no, legit i could only imagine I mean, working with like with soldiers now, the whole aspect of like mindfulness, things like that, it's important being able to have that spot to where you could just have that like that safe space to where you kind of just be present in that moment and let everything just disseminate out to where it needs to go to. Right. Because right. it's it's important. People, <laughs> yeah, people people are are not aware of how much you go you do in your regular day. There's mm-hmm. so much stimulus. I remember when I. I went to uh, Cuba in, mm-hmm. I think it was 20, dang, 2017 or yeah. 2016. The point is, I went to the island. I know Trump was in office, and we were. And everyone was asking me about Trump when I went there, so it was definitely 2017. And there, you know, here we got we got billboards, and we got advertisements, and we got like things that come from Russia. We got fast food. There, there, they're a, a socialist communist slash socialist society mm-hmm. and uh you know folks folks live very very slow because everybody has the same the same stuff so there's less also there's less co- competition so there's less uh that we don't have they don't have that capitalist mindset of needing to get ahead of the person next to you yeah so they actually have one of the lowest crime rates in the world as well you see kids running around at like three in the morning no one's no one's worried you know it's crazy that's crazy so I come back here and I go there. And that's another thing everybody knows that the stereotype about Cuba is that they're a blast from the past, right? Like they don't, they have old cars, they have old TVs, they got everything. So think about what that means as far as speed too. Yeah. You know, you go to the bank, it takes you an hour and a half, two hours to get out of there because their stuff's, you know, moving slow. It's yeah. like kind of breaking down on you, right? People are fixing their cars outside. So there's no rush. And then I go, I, after that, I, took a plane to Cancun, just Cancun, mm-hmm. not even, not even New York city yeah. or anything, just Cancun. And I had a headache, the amount of lights and advertisement and all that. So to your point, you know, people don't realize how much they're, they're actually going about doing yeah. in their everyday lives. Um, and it's important. That's why I gravitated towards, um, what I do because another thing is like, you know, I have uh like bipolar is hereditary in my family. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're constantly everything's constantly up. It's like either up or complete. There's no mid middle ground, right? Yeah. Because and I personally feel like um and I ain't no clinical psychologist or, or neuroscientist or anything. So take that with a grain of salt. But there is definitely a behavioral aspect of it. There's a mm-hmm. there's a there's a need for introspection when it comes to that specific disorder. Um, and needing that needing to not allow yourself to continue on that high of that roller coaster when you're going up and to just be able to reflect on yourself is the hardest part about it mm-hmm. because you don't want to get down on that for me when I notice it in, in my own family you know that that constant surge of um, the moments of grandiose that are described in bipolar are followed by really really deep crashes yeah right but it's you need to be able to reflect and recognize, okay, I'm getting on that surge, right? I know it's going to be a hard crash, and I know it takes me longer 
to be able to calm myself down essentially yeah and it goes back to that self-awareness um, same thing with military I, i'm ranting on but no 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 thank you for sharing that i mean <laughs> yeah, one sure. like a big thing that I, I want for this podcast is i mean something that's big for me is just men that are willing to be vulnerable and legit talk like the real the real shit that happens yeah. in their lives because us as men we're told not to talk about things like this is just toxic masculinity yeah. yeah like we're just supposed to be tough guys that have big shoulders and act like nothing bothers us and nothing like this stuff's important and i mean i'm, I'm happy that you're like going about sharing that specific thing because it's it's needed yeah man especially sure, in the sure. black community that was one thing yeah. about about the the yoga organization that I, I worked with um I mean, we were, we were like mostly black men, you know, shout mm -hmm. out to Allison. She's a, she was a Caucasian miss for him, but it was mostly yeah. black men. Right. And that was a beautiful thing for me personally too, because, you know, toxic masculinity is a thing that runs in our culture. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Uh, Dude, you taught that you taught at a young age. If you cry and stop crying, shut up. Yeah, going, yeah. Like, or even it would it would go as far as like, oh, why are you wearing that? You know, yeah. what I mean, like, oh, why are you wearing Vans? Like, aren't you supposed to be wearing Jordans? Oh, Vans are, you know, that was a thing in Dude. my house for a little bit. It's like, what? Dude, you know, but <laughs> they just learned. They learned from their ancestors. Yeah. They pass it on, and there, there needs to be someone to just say like, we need to put the brakes on. Yeah, you know, someone needs to put the brakes on, and I'm I, and it takes a little bit every time, every generation yeah. to do that. And, oh, for uh, sure. Yeah. So, so how did you go about, or what, what did you go about seeing when it came to that whole aspect of meditation, like mindfulness yoga, et cetera, however you want to like coin it. Mm -hmm. I know you talked about it as like, it, it's your safe space, mm -hmm. right? How, like, what was that realization? Like when you, when you found like, yo, this, this works or this is important or like this this could be like a keystone of like my life especially when you're talking about how like how bipolar runs about your family like how was that experience where you like realize like yo this this thing works is something that could be like prevalent and useful for others etc so let me make sure that i hear your question right you're pretty much saying what was that that um not trigger point but that that tipping point where i was like okay yeah. this is making a difference yes yeah. yes sir um i started writing started writing like about my my specific meditation yeah um and i'm gonna try my best to describe it because when it comes to meditation like and and mindfulness you only see your own your own uh mm -hmm. your own perspective right yeah i'll try to try to express it but i remember for example when i was in a um meditation classes they had meditation classes at my at my my local library and my the teacher would always or the instructor would always talk about developing that difference between uh reaction and response okay right so when we react to things say like i throw a punch at you right or yeah. i throw something at you right your immediate reaction is you know dodge out of the way right dodge out of the way you know, or do something, try to try to duck and move or whatever, you know, or just do one of those, you know, just like slap around because you're, you're just reacting. Right? Yeah. Translate that over to conversation. If I come at you like, oh, you stupid man, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to, trying to, very belligerent, trying to fight you, yeah. right? Well, the a lot of people's natural response is to go to that same level. Our natural reaction is to go to that same level with them and fight fire with fire. Yeah. When you're responding, you're taking a step back 
from the situation, even in real time, you're taking a step back from the situation, analyzing real quick, recollecting your emotions and responding with the, the proper way that you feel is fit. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, in, that's, you're trying to do that in real time. I found myself doing that a lot more throughout my life. Um, simply not just because not in some, some spiritual weird esoteric way, but uh, simply just because I had more control over my breath. Yeah. Right. So when you, when you're in meditation classes, you know, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of uh, uh, stigma or the stereotype that you, you got to reach some like Zen position, you know, or whatever it is, but really like, you're just trying to sit there and breathe, right? Yeah. You're just trying to sit there and breathe and, and let your mind uh, not dictate your actions. Yeah. You know, and that was probably the biggest difference too between writing and, um, and the writing, I actually have my notes there. I could probably pull them out here, but um, between writing about what it's taught me over, over, over time. Yeah. And noticing, you know, when my mind is going, right. That, that monkey mind in the background as, as some, some monks like to call it and um, properly responding to, to your environment instead of just listening to, to the noise all the Mm -hmm. time. um, That's when I started recognizing, okay, this can make a difference. Like normally I would be like, I'd be sweating my heart would be racing right now. You know, I, I know my, I know my, uh, my, my baseline now, you know, mm-hmm. I know my, like, this is, this is me. This is me when uh dad is yelling at me, or this is yeah. me when I'm on a roller coaster, or this is yeah. me when I'm, I'm just sitting here by myself. Like that is my baseline. Yeah. And if I go a little higher, go a little lower, I recognize, okay, I need to, that's all about self-awareness right okay. you make that baseline you're like okay i can elevate myself or i can put myself a little more down hmm. based off of the actions i go about in my life so like the meditation the the mindfulness things the i don't know if we may call it journaling or if it's just you writing it down journaling yeah, okay call it journaling. okay uh so like that actually helped you with that self-awareness to where you were able to kind of figure out where you were on that roller coaster and be able to adjust it when you're talking about absolutely the highs and the lows Mm-hmm. it's that uh. baseline it creates that baseline for you yeah because if you don't know if if you build a house with no frame it's going to fall apart right yeah. if you if you try to brick a house down and you don't have a, a solid frame underneath it yeah so but we all have frames right mm-hmm. so you need to be able to find that frame for yourself yeah and there's tools to be able to do that yeah you know um and it's and it's not external you know what i'm saying it's not like you 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 can't align yourself with like if i play if i play piano to this level then i'll be satisfied i'll be content with that that frame you like, know what i'm saying i have to say that because i feel like a lot of people think that like that that happiness or like that state of like zen or that state of peace is going to come from them reaching a specific goal Right. But they don't actually like internalize and think what truly is going to make them happy in that process. Cause it might not even be the, the goal itself. The thing that could give you that peace or the happiness is you just figuring out something about yourself from doing that specific task. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's not about, it's not the journey or it's, it's not the, the goal It's the journey. Right? Yeah. As, as George Leonard and, and mastery, read that book. It's a very good book. George Leonard mastery mastery by George Leonard. Very good book. 
Not sponsored, but read the book. Nah, not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> not sponsored. But it's a good book. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway. Like when when you say stuff like that, legit. So this is something that I coined from like my life a little bit ago, and it was like this picture. This thing called Zen Dog. Okay. It has this quote, and it's like, <laughs> "For he knows not where he's going, but the ocean will decide. It's not the destination; it's the glory of the ride." Okay. Hey, it's yeah, no it, it's weird i saw it like as a as a book when i, I was like a picture and i said that to my dad and he was like you smoking weed boy and i was like no i'm not dude it's just <laughs> i just thought it was something that was really cool man i just thought it was something that was really cool like folks think folks think, you know when you're when you're trying to get on a more content spiritual level with yourself yeah. with spiritual in in whatever sense that you mean it for yourself mm-hmm. you know they they think like oh you know you're You've been smoking, oh, you've been doing, you've been doing acid, huh? Yeah. You know, it's like, no, like, I just, I'm trying to find me. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to find me. Yeah. And, um, and that goes back to that societal pressure, right? Folks expect you to know where you're going at all times. You know what I'm saying? And it's a process. No, it is. Go ahead. No, I said, no, it is. Like, it's a, it's for sure a process. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a process. It goes back to that whole, the purpose is just self-actualization yeah every moment, you know like you wake up one day you go to sleep and you have to you gotta just you set goals and that we'll probably get into that in a little bit but you you set goals after you have that foundation of one day at a time and you recognize yeah. you gotta take things one at one day yeah. at a time so. another thing that i thought was really cool was the fact that you went back to uh communities to where I mean, it's huge minority communities, I'm assuming, and areas that may not be the best and implementing things like mindfulness, meditation, yoga, et cetera. Um, What was the most fulfilling part of that for you? And what was a key takeaway that you just learned from that process? So I'll I'll give you a a very specific point. Um, I had my first student actually buy their own yoga mat to go to my classes hmm. and uh that symbolized a lot for me it was saying like okay and 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 it didn't even mean that he came every day it was just literally like he's trying to contribute to that space yeah um that was beautiful for me okay um and what about part, that what about that was beautiful for you i got the, i want to hear like what what made that just the fact that you know so you're you're going into a space you got to really think about like what this all encompasses when we're talking about so i worked in san bernardino a lot yeah you gotta think about what the Dino. Is. Go ahead. Yeah, Dino. Right. So, so um, you're bringing this like this alternative medicine into a, a space that also has a religious connotation to it, in a sense, right? So when you think about yoga, you think about Hindu culture, right? Um, and we were trying to make sure that it was westernized, and we were just talking about like the the bare bones of it because a lot of folks come from religious backgrounds, right? Yep. Uh, Catholic. Catholic background, Christian backgrounds, whatever. So, and another thing is, you're bringing this this um, very vulnerable art form or very vulnerable like art into a space where, I mean, you can't you got to be dangerous sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't you can't let yourself be um, be nice all the time, right? You can't allow, allow yourself to be nice. So there was a I saw a YouTube video where the uh, was talking about folks in the hood and it was a it was a quote that said, um, you got to be dangerous. You can't be safe because safe get cracked. You know, Man, <laughs> so I, was yeah. like, I like that. I was like, that's, that's real, you know, so, that's true for sure. So, so like, 
you're bringing that in there and you're getting a lot of backlash, you know, you're, the, the kids don't know you, you don't know them. You got to kind of sell yourself a little bit. The teacher, a new program. The teachers are like, okay, well, we don't know on top of everything, you know, we are Afro-American, you know, that there's a, there is a, there's a connotation with that too, you know, men being vulnerable too. Like that's, whoa, that's completely off. So the fact that I was able to actually reach someone enough to actually invest into our practice with us, and he was an athlete too. I think he was a football player. Mm. That's like, wow. You know, that's like, dang, did, did that actually, it, I remember when he first came into class, cause like there was, there was a, a, a period where it was really hard to get students to come in sometimes, you yeah. know, just because you got to learn how to sell yourself. And when they first came in, I was like, I was a little shocked at myself. I was like, wow, did I, did I really get that across? Okay. You know, and it, it feels, it feels great. It definitely feels great. That's freaking sick. I like the, I like the fact that, you're able to do this with like African-Americans, just black people in general, especially like black males, dude. Cause yeah. like growing up and I know San Bernardino, certain parts are like a little bit rough, but like, it just reminds me of like, I used to live out in Los Angeles area, like that area you're taught at a young age to, like, you, you gotta be tough. You gotta be hard. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my coworkers about this the other day just about how like you learn because like when I moved to Rancho Cucamonga from that specific area to Rancho it's totally different but in Rancho like you didn't have to be hard anymore but something that was ingrained within me was to keep on like that that Mona Lisa smile like everything was good but you always in the back of your head you're always like yeah I don't trust nobody here like nothing safe etc and that's something that like I, I I'm trying to get rid of now because I know I do that a lot. Like I, I'm I'm always a happy guy. I'm happy go lucky, but a lot of times it's like a fake smile that's put on just for the sake of making myself seem like not as threatening. Yeah. As well, exactly. just because you you're big I'm a big black dude. <laughs> and, like, it's a threat society. It's know? just like it's it's just like it's the thing of I don't want to come off as threatening and I don't want to mess up any opportunities that I could have in the future just by being that. And you don't want to, you don't want to give off that, that vibe that you are that specific thing. So you always have that Mona Lisa smile, but in the back of your head, you're just like, I'm literally just doing this just so I could be okay. It's the surface. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's that social construction. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we get into space where, you you have to perform mm-hmm. like always you know and people some people are like oh you know i'm not i don't let anybody uh, uh tell me what to do or uh, you know that you got the uh the hipsters like oh you know i move fam you're moving with a certain group too yeah you know <laughs> like so stop <laughs> acting like you're not a part of the unit you know that's what it comes down to accept mm-hmm. that and you flow with it properly yeah you know that's what it comes down to is like when recognize when it's a little too much. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I was, I was going to, I was going to make a point. There was a, there's a really good, uh, uh, a philosopher named Alan Watts, uh, rest in peace to him, but he had a, a, a quote about, and I, I forgot the quote, but it has something to do with, um, going back to William Shakespeare's, quote of you know life of the stage yeah you talked about like us being like actors on that stage and everything you know and i'm gonna look up that quote but alan watts he's a he's he's an interesting dude if you want to check him out for sure no i'll give it a look-see yeah and then like so again i I love the fact that you're teaching 
I really do love the fact that you're teaching young black men to be vulnerable as well and creating that safe space and giving them a spot to have that real self-actualization to a point to where like they're, they're figuring themselves out because yeah. as you said earlier, it's, I feel like there's so many things that are just dawned on you growing up as a young black dude to where you don't really know what's what and what's like pushed out in society and social media to where you got to be like the rapper or the ball player or this or that, or like the lady killer or da, 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 da. Like there's so many different things that you, that get put on like being that black dude. And one thing that I feel like they never, like something that I truly learned is that we never truly learn how to take care of ourselves. We just hold it in until we just, do we just say screw it and things just go bad or it was bad or yeah and making that space for them to actually have that self-awareness and know where they are and to be still and to be at peace and just to be in the moment to where the thoughts may come in, they may go out. You, you may notice your breathing, you may notice what's going on around you, but just that pace, that place where they have true peace and can relax, especially in an area to where I know it's not the greatest area in some certain spots. Like that's something that they can utilize at home when everything's going crazy, that's something they can utilize like when they get to their jobs, et cetera. So like you're making a, a spot for them to realize that, yo, it's okay to acknowledge these feelings, these emotions, these thoughts, et cetera. And I'm just gonna just let it be. Yeah, that's, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, 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 definitely, it's definitely beautiful work. It's not always the easiest thing, cause you know, mm -hmm. but um, sometimes it's, it's like, you don't even do, for me, I don't put pressure. I'm dealing with teenagers, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you don't really put pressure on them to have to perform in a certain way. If they want to literally just sit there and in lotus, or in lotus pose, or in child's pose, or, yeah. or literally just lay on their back and just chill the entire time, all I ask is that they're just not on their phones, mm -hmm. you know, and 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 they're not disruptive. And if they don't want to chill there, sometimes they just need. Sometimes they just need a nap, you know. Yeah. Sometimes they just need to be able to like. <laughs> chill away i know i gotta go home and i gotta deal with mommy on that me or yeah whatever it is you know so so yeah that's it's definitely necessary so now i'm i mean like i said COVID here um yeah. so um i definitely would like to get back to 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 the work uh especially since I, so i was well, like i mentioned i was working with teachers too and I was getting to a point where, because I was also, I was trying to um, supplement Amazon with that, right? Yeah. Just, just while, while I built that up a little uh, over time. Um, I was getting, finally getting about to get to a point where I was like, hey, you know, mom, uh, I think I'm, I'm really going, I think I'm going to quit Amazon and actually like try to do the, like teach the yoga thing like full yeah. time, you know, while I explore my other passions and stuff. Um, and then COVID hit and that was like, you know, that was out the window for a little bit because I had a I had a, another friend that was, uh, in the capoeira community that was potentially going to be able to um, let me use the studio to bring in some of the teachers that wanted to do more sessions and stuff like that. So yeah. maybe in the future, maybe okay. right now we're just, we, we, we on pause with it for sure. Yeah. I respect it. So like right now I know like COVID hit and everything else is going on around the world, but specifically for you, where do you think your, your purpose is, from like this point going forward, like what what is the what is the North Star goal for you? What's the that overarching thing that you you want to hit from? Mm -hmm. I mean, like now to to the future, like where where are you headed to? So, like I said, it's something that's constantly changing. Yeah. But right now, where I'm at is definitely um, I have a I have a, a 
huge admiration for um, like different polymaths. So mm -hmm. people in 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 that have done things in their in the world that have done done multiple skills that also have multiple skills. So for example, a lot of people don't know, but Einstein, for example, you know, we know him as one of the world's greatest physicists. He's also a pretty dope uh, violinist. People don't think about that, right? Yeah. So. Um, also, someone I think her name was Barbara Oakley. You know, she she wrote the uh, A Mind for Numbers. I think was the name of the book. But mm -hmm. she did a lot of research on teaching people how to learn, how to learn, learning how to learn. Yeah. She also spoke like Russian. She was also in the army. She was also an electrical mm -hmm. engineer. So, for me, those people are very very inspiring. Yeah. Um, and I'm I have a bunch of different passions that I I like to pursue. Um, so. For me, I want to get into music technology, right? I would like to, like to. I'm learning how to program a little more, so, um, and I would like to learn how to do audio engineering along that with to blend that. But I'd also like to do the yoga practice, you know. So, for me, my 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 north star goal is just to be that inspiration, like the for other people, the way those people were for me. Yeah. Um, specifically in this in this COVID right now, um, being a rock, being a foundation for all the, all the people in my close circle because every, the world's kind of separated right now with everything going on. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely being like a foundation for, for the people around me. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's definitely for me. That's like, that's, that's most important. Um, when you're, when you're shooting very, very far, it's cool to be ideal, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take it home first. Right. So, yeah. and this is a, this is definitely a time. This is a retracting period where people need to, go back into their bubbles and, and really work on their, their world around them, you know, and, and reach out to that family that you didn't reach out to for a yeah. while or reach out to those homies that, you know, so, but my friends and I, we, we've been playing a lot more video games like we used to when we were in eighth grade. Right. Yeah. So I guess getting back in touch with myself is definitely like, that is a goal in and of the, itself, you know, I'm glad you said that. So this is something that I went about telling. So I did, a, I did a little talk with, uh, with Boise State, they had me like come in and like virtually come in and I got to talk to the whole team and stuff. And one thing that I told them was like during this COVID time and this time where you have, you have the most free time to work on yourself. Mm -hmm. I said, like Lajel was like, don't let what you can't do decide what you can. And I said, don't waste the time that you have right. because you're never going to get time like this to develop stuff that you never thought you could develop. Right, you're never gonna have that means another pandemic you know well, shoot, I, mean? so... I hope not i hope not <laughs> but, but like you'll never have this time to to learn how to play the piano or learn a new exactly. language or learn how to cook a new dish or just read books that you wanted to read you'll never have that time the way we have now just to to look things over and i was like either you could be the person that complains and sits there and says oh my gosh everything sucks the world sucks everything's bad or you could utilize that time in the fullest and be like yo I get time to read this book. I get time to get reconnected with family and friends. I get time to do this. So it, having that, that mindset to where you're not letting outside distractors and things come in and internally mess your whole life up, your whole feng shui, like everything about you, 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 gotta, you gotta utilize this time to the best because you'll never, we'll never get time like this to where you legit nah. just have time. Yeah, yeah. And- I'm just, just the fact that like if you waste it, like you're gonna look back on how it's been five, six months, however many months it's been so far. And I know stuff's getting back to normal, but it's just like 
dude, you could use this time so efficiently. Like I, I look at, I look at friends and it's just like, I get y'all want to party and get together and do all this stuff. I'm like, yo, partying sick, partying's fun. But I mean, spending however much money on alcohol, you could have been using this for whatever investment and in stocks or something like, like use that, use it. And like you could use that time to learn stocks and not waste the money on this and put it in on something else. And and the one reason why I bring up alcohol is just the fact that like one of my, one of my homies from Boise, me and him had a conversation. He was like, Archie, I've had so much clarity just from stopping my alcohol consumption. And, and in my head, I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, dude, I haven't drank in forever. And since this pandemic started, he was a former offensive lineman as well. Okay. And he's like, dude, my weight's great. Everything's fine. I'm in a spot to where everything makes sense. He's a firefighter as well. Bless up to all the firefighters out in Cali and everywhere else that are out there fighting fires. Yeah, yeah. But just hearing him talk about how much clarity he got and how he's utilizing the time and the resources that he had from just not drinking, just not drinking. That's it. That's such a simple fix. Well, it's not a simple fix for some folks, but yeah. yeah. It's, but it's like, listening to him talk to me about that, I was like, bro. Yeah. And then like, so basically I've been on this whole thing for like, I'm trying to go two months without drinking. I've been doing straight for the last like three, three and a half weeks. Nice. And, and like, I looked, I looked, <laughs> I looked at my bank account and I was like, holy crap. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I was like, I know I don't drink a bunch, but it's like, if you get two bottles of wine a week, that's, that could be 40, 50 bucks. Right. And I'm looking like, that's 40, 50 bucks. I've been like, okay. And then I put that towards actually like investments and things like that. I'm like, I'm like, holy crap, this, this might be, this might be something. And the amount of clarity that I've gotten just on my own life to where I'm realizing things like you don't need this to have a good time. It's literally just like a, a time waster or you do it because you're bored or you do it because you're feeling a certain type of way. Right. And me having that realization, and I know this is totally off topic to everything that we're going on, but it's just, it's the fact like if you utilize your time and your resources in this point now, you're setting yourself up for so much more success later. So whether that's like you chilling on alcohol or anything that, I mean, whether it's social media as well, because a lot of people have been spending time on social media when they could have been using it towards doing something else. That's a drug too. Dude, have you seen the social, the social dilemma? No. On Netflix? Bro. That thing's crazy. Oh yeah, is it, dude. It's like a documentary, or? dude. It's a documentary on Netflix. I suggest you watch it. Everybody else watch it. I'm not sponsored by Netflix, but no sponsorship. <laughs> no sponsorship. But <laughs> that thing opened up my eyes to see how much, how much we put, how much time we put, Effort. and yeah. how and how it affects our whole mental state and our well being. Very. Mm-hmm. And it's just like holy crap. Think about you know I. I iPhones, I, I, I assume you do you have an iPhone. Mm-hmm. I assume a lot of people have iPhones, correct? There yeah. are so many tools on that thing that people don't realize could really save them from from falling into that trap. Yeah. They have a they have a, a screen time. Uh they record your screen time and how much time you spent on your on each and every app. And some folk eight hours a day, seven seven hours on like social media. That's crazy. It's crazy, you know? And it's nothing wrong with, you know, getting on social media now and again, but you could, I mean, you could have been like practicing for me. I could have been practicing piano or yeah. I could have been talking to family or I could have been yeah. investing in, in, uh, you know, learning how to invest in the stock market. Yeah. And even going back to that whole utilizing time thing, 
remember when I was working at Amazon, you know, it was night shifts and I was in a bit of a slump space. You know, I, I, I don't know if I uh, mentioned it before we started the, after we started recording everything, but I got in a car crash, everyone back in last year. Uh, my car was like totaled. Also things went down with my mom. Uh, she, she like passed out and everything and we had to rush to the hospital. So, you know, things were just kind of weighing down with on me like last year and she's good now, but so I was in a very, very depressed slump when I was working at, at uh, Amazon, you know, when I was working in this warehouse and night shifts. Um, but I utilized that time, right? You know, I could have been in that space of just all, oh, you know, well, what was me at the end of the day, you know, which is necessary for, for a little bit of time. But, um, or I, I could have just hung out with other people who, you know, during my lunch breaks and just, you know, fell into their into their into their their bubble fell into their lives and just you know try to make myself feel better but I took that time to start reading a lot more and try to just tell I told myself you know I do not want to work here I don't want to work here for the rest of my life I saw some folks that were like 40 50 that, that are on this prep line with me and I was like I'm not going to be here I refuse so I started reading more about investing I started reading more about about the stock market just I probably read in this in the span of like, I would say like three, four or five months, I probably read at least like 15 to 20 books just on Jeez. finance. Cause I like, I would, I would go off my lunch, my lunch, I would go on that lunch break and I'd be like, I could, I could choose to sit here and BS with people or I could sit here and read about how I can get a financial future for myself, you know? Yeah. So I, I agree with, I agree with you with that. And that was before COVID. Folks aren't utilizing the time during COVID, you know, yeah. that's, that's, it's, it's interesting. And I, and it's, I understand it though, because if you're not, if you weren't someone who tried to take the time to, you know, build a foundation for yourself, learn how to learn and, or you would, maybe you're just someone who's just more extroverted, right? You're just a, an extroverted person. I, I have no problem just kind of chilling at the computer. That's kind of my vibe of things a lot of the time. Um, but if you're someone who just who, who likes to get out and talk to people and is constantly on that the party kick, it's that's a that's a huge swing left yeah. for you to just all of a sudden okay I got to be home. Like how do you you got to start from square one? But you 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 don't even know the tools to do that, you know. So, but see like the right hook. <laughs> like so like I agree I agree with you there for sure because. I like to view myself as somebody that's more extroverted and I like being around people and I like talking to people. I, I hate, I hate being, I hate feeling like I'm trapped or like stuck. Yeah. yeah. And I, like, I live out here by myself in Alabama. And one thing that I learned is that I don't like being alone, but, <laughs> but I also learned the fact that I have to be comfortable with myself and I need to have that self-awareness to where, I can be okay with with this because mm -hmm. it, I mean COVID it was it was new for everybody but like you said for people that are extroverted and like being out and around and being about people it's just the fact of like yo that ain't it no more so you got to figure out something else and you got to like figure you got to figure yourself out and I told you this a little bit a little bit earlier is the fact that I've learned so much about myself from this period of time than I would have like ever because for the first time I was truly actually alone and I had no choice but to but to grow myself because if not I would have just yep. I've been wasting time I would have been complaining about everything that was wrong in the world as opposed to me 
putting forth effort to, to grow and, and better myself. So definitely was probably a little more of a challenge to going from, I mean, you, you played at an NCAA college, you know what I mean? So it was probably a lot of stimulus going on yeah. on a regular basis from there, you know? Yeah. And then going from that to middle of nowhere, Alabama, <laughs> it's like, oh man, <laughs> you know, that's a, why, why, why you do this to me? I have a quote here. Um, and I always butcher it, so I was like, you know, I'm just gonna look it up. Yeah, Blaise Pascal, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone, dude. Wholeheartedly man. believe that, and no, I, I agree, took that to heart and tried to at least honor that space for myself uh, yeah. a little bit every week for sure. Huh. So, like, what advice would you give to people now that are in that spot to where they're figuring everything out and? Like, let's say their whole thing of purpose is that whole thing of self-actualization, like how you said, to where they just want to learn a a bunch of things, or maybe they just have one specific overall purpose in general. What's something that you would go about telling them that would be beneficial for them, like in these times, especially with COVID? Uh, Two things. Three things, kind of. It's kind of like two and a half. Uh, First thing is learn to sit. Learn to sit. Like, I'm not even going to say meditate. I'm not going to go there you know i'm just going to say learn to sit in a chair and be on timeout like you some of y'all probably were when you were younger because that was necessary you know and do that get a timer right and sit with no phone for just five minutes a day just sit for five minutes a day and not only is that going to teach you how to sit with your thoughts it's going to teach you how to be consistent with something, right? Yeah. We talk about building. I've heard you in your podcast talking about building habits, you know, and a lot of, a lot of things are kind of hard to keep up with, you know, like constantly keeping up with piano practice, constantly keeping up with football practice, whatever it is in this time. Um, because there's, there's less, uh, there's less of a push from, from the external world for you to keep up with yourself. Yeah. Right. So learn to sit with yourself. Other thing is uh, clean your room, clean your room and clean your space, because when you clean your space, uh, you're not you you clean your external space, but it helps you work. It helps you it helps you like clean your your internal space too, right? You can think of your 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 mind just like your room, right? So when you sit, you learn to clean your your internal space, and when you Cleaning, cleaning up your room, cleaning up your, your space around you, you learn to clean your external space. And yeah. That gives you room to move both mentally and physically. So, huh. definitely. Actually, some good stuff. I think yeah, actually, I think my room right now. No, no, <laughs> no, I, think, I think how you said, like, creating those habits are important because that whole thing of consistency, like, that changes everything. Like, success okay. comes from consistency and discipline. Mm-hmm. so by putting in those habits now and it doesn't have to be something big like it's reminded me of a book that uh that one of my coworkers talked to me about it's called tiny habits i believe by bj fogg mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think I'm, I'm double i think that's correct but it just talks about how name, but I, I heard of the book tiny habits just like how making tiny little habits make big change over time mm-hmm. i'm not sponsored by him either but it's a good book yeah, just it's a good book. So y'all should y'all should give it give it a look see. But that's actually like that whole thing of of creating those habits is important. And I think just learning how to sit without a phone, it sounds so minuscule, but you realize how bad 
how bad of an itch you have to that phone when you can't use it for five minutes. Yo, 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 that, 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 that's some real, that's some real itch right there. Listen to Archie, y'all. That's, <laughs> that's real. Not because like, because you, you, you have your phone on you. When it's away from you, you want you 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 check it in your pocket. You're feeling for something. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like recognize when you're feeling for something. Yeah. And that's when it's that's when it's an itch. Yeah. Sure. So. Or you start getting like those phantom vibrations, like you think your phone's vibrating, but it's really not. And then you check your phone every like five minutes to figure out, yeah, well, who's texting me? Like, oh, it ain't nobody. I'm nobody texting me. Yeah. <laughs> and that actually, that that that's a loop. That it makes you a little more uh, upset too, because like, oh, yeah. no one's checking. No one's no one's yeah. checking me. It's like check yourself first you know yeah yeah check yourself not for sure for sure well crap man it's actually been really cool okay so the last question all right is the the interview we asking the interviewer is just something fun that i think is cool like the interviewer gets to ask, ask the interviewee a question okay. so okay. uh what is a question that you have for me sir uh going since we're on the topic with everything that we're talking about um what is something that you've done for yourself today uh internally or just just something minute that'll help you sleep at night something internally that i've personally done today doesn't have to be internally but just something small you know what i'm saying uh i think something small for me uh i got up and i mean it's, it's pretty simple yeah. Today was like a, was a chill day. Got up and actually just made up my bed and got the day just started. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just the fact that like got up. I did the first task of the day and now it's now it's done. So I don't have to worry about it. That's and that's the difference. That uh, little detail, you know, it's all that matters. So, nothing crazy. This nothing. Nothing wild today. Crazy. Hey, crazy. Other than that matters. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, guess. <laughs> I didn't save the world but i guess you know i clean my bed it's all good yeah. hey man that's all i need now i can get in my bed it's already made yes sir but no uh alex really appreciate your time dude thank you for for being on uh this episode is going to be on pretty much all streaming platforms going to be on apple music or apple podcast uh, spotify every single other one under the sun uh video should be up on youtube as well but overall, I just want to say thank you again for your time. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm big on time. I said this in past episodes where I talk to people. I take people's time. As, it's valuable because it is. It's something that you don't get back. So I uh, really appreciate you taking out the time of the day just to speak with me, just to, to, to shoot shit a little bit back and forth, having some fun, talk about some interesting topics and stuff. So sure. uh, thank yeah. you again. Yeah, and, th- and thank you, Archie, for definitely being a self-starter and and creating this this space for for folks to come on and, and talk about how they're benefiting and bettering themselves and how we can help other people for sure. Hey, I'm a server man. Thank you again, Alex, for being on the episode again. Really appreciate you taking that time out of your day. Really glad that we we're able to talk about some fun topics and and actually just just catch up a little bit offline. Uh, for all the listeners out there, again, thank you for taking the time to listen through all the way to the end. Uh, one thing that I want to say, if you ever have any questions or ever want to get in contact with me, you can follow me on Instagram at whoalu, that's W-H-O-A-L-E-W. I would love to hear from you all, feedback that you have, uh, anything that just pops up in your head, I'm willing and open just to, to speak with you. So again, have a great rest of your day and don't stop chasing your purpose.